Hello, you are listening to Jim and Barb work from, from home. home. Two of my children are stranded at home. Stranded. To make home be the workplace. And of course, Jim and Barb will be laughing at each other's jokes. Your laughter is up, up to you. you. Enjoy. Enjoy. Welcome to Jim and Barb Work From Home, the podcast that takes a break uh, after we see each other in person because we've had enough each other. Uh, and then... I disagree with that had, statement. When we've had some time off, we can come back, get back online uh, and talk to each other's faces uh, over the internet. For the record, I... Did not have enough quality gym time, but Jim apparently had more than enough barb time. Notice I didn't even say it was quality. It's just barb time. <laughs> I would challenge anybody else uh, who knows barb to say, uh, to, to, to tell us uh, what, what the upper limit of barb time is. <laughs> Because uh, I think everybody knows that there's a limit. I mean, of course there's a limit. <laughs> there's a limit on everyone. We, You reached your limit for me. I did not reach my limit for you. That's totally <laughs> fine. Everyone has different limits. Oh. Um, so, yeah. Uh, anybody it's, who... It's, What you were gonna say a thing? No, I was just gonna say it's been a hot minute since we <laughs> since we've pulled out the microphones. Well, it's been a hot minute for me since I pulled out the microphones uh, because I only have this one podcast with you. I know you have you. I know you have your 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 microphone in in other podcasts. So I was just gonna say it was it's nice to see you again. Yeah, it's good to see you again as well, Barb. Um, I was gonna say. For anybody who who missed us, who needed more content, the the mom always liked me best podcast, yep, uh, is where we were putting a lot of our effort uh, for a while. Yep, uh, for, for a while, I, I mean a week. Uh, but there's a lot yep. of content that was created in that uh, one week. I mean, it was a very short period. So, because here's the thing, it wasn't even a full week, Jim. It was like. Five days. It was, that's a week. Five I mean, days a is week a is week. seven days. That's five who working said, who's days. To say? Uh, me. I'm saying. If somebody came to you and said that they were canoeing for six days, and they said it was a it was a long week of canoeing, would you say, "Eh, you're a dummy"? A week is seven days. I'm discounting the amount of effort that you put into canoeing for six days because you were you were six hours short of making it technically be seven days. <laughs> now you just make me sound like I'm a dick. I mean, if the shoe fits. <sighs> 
It was but almost we were, a week. We were out there for a week. Uh, it was a treacherous okay. week. Realistically, and, like, and we it survived. Was, it, this is true. We we were stuck in a car together, the two of us and our oldest brother, Joe, um, for long days driving and yeah. doing things. Uh, and then we would sleep in the same hotel room and then it, that would be repeat. And yes, so yeah. uh, it was it was a good time. We all survived. We got back to our our, our homes unscathed. We did that. I mean, that. The important part is that uh, we survived. Uh, we were able to return home. Um, no, no injuries. No car fires. Nope. No um, tragic events. Yep. And another another prize at the end of it. So you can't can't complain. We've done two of these together now. The three of us. We picked up a second place. Now we've picked up a third place. It feels like. There's only one more place that we need to get. Uh, I mean, yes, but the competition for first place is stiff. Is so extreme for these sorts of competitions. This is true. This is true. I I would be more than happy to uh, start collecting some of those other non-point related prizes. Uh, yes, I would there are, agree. There are lots of those, like community building, uh, making terrible decisions, yep. uh, local hero, whatever, yep. whatever's. Uh, so there's a lot of room there for growth that does not uh, involve um, <laughs> dangerous uh, vehicles. The level of extremes that we have seen in which to take first place. Yeah, yeah. Not really willing to, to yeah, to, to go to that level. I I mean... Maybe Joe is, and if Joe is, more power to him. Yep, yep. He can find somebody else uh, to navigate. <laughs> okay. I mean, good to know where your boundaries are drawn at. I think that's very healthy to, to realize and then to be able to continue forward with. So, uh, good on you. Yes. Thank, thank you for appreciating my boundaries, Barb. You're very welcome. Uh, speaking of boundaries, um, it's it's snowing. It's snowing here today. Um, it's not snowing here. It's just ridiculously cold. We got our snow a couple days ago, like our most recent layers of snow a couple days ago. Yeah, we have not had uh, we have not had snow that stuck around for more than a night. Um, so this is our first real snow, uh, about eight inches. Um, so good, healthy, good, healthy snow came down. A- approximately how long did that eight inches take? Was it like an all day situation? Um, was it like a three day situation? No, just uh, less than a day. Okay. Okay. It started around midnight. Um, so probably, probably about six hours. Oh, okay. So even like that perfect, you go to bed, there's no snow, you wake up, and it's just like a winter wonderland. Yes, indeed, a winter wonderland. Love it. Uh, the first week of January. I mean, you know, it's that's that's fine. We're I'm very excited personally. We're we have cleared the negative digits, and we are in an upward mm-hmm. trajectory now uh, into the positive digits for our uh, for for the rest of the day and tomorrow. 
That's that sounds positively delightful. I'm very excited for the fact that I could potentially go outside and not have to be concerned about frostbite within the first like three minutes. It's it's dangerous life where you live, Barb. Uh, it's as hardy my friend, people. <laughs> this is very true. As my friend Steph said uh, earlier today on Facebook, she was like, I live in the cold because I don't like spiders. I live in the cold because I don't like spiders. I live in the cold because I don't like spiders. And I was like, that is an accurate statement because if I were to go to the warm places, that's normally where they have giant spiders and I don't like spiders. Yes, but Barb... You live in you live in the cold. Yes, spiders do exist. They do, but not um, when to. <laughs> when let me let me finish my thought here. Okay, continue. Sorry, my apologies. When the uh, the the cold happens, yeah, the spiders do not just die. Yes, they do. They go. Nope, no, they just die, they Jim. They go. No, Jim, indoors. they die. Nope, they don't. The, the cold drives the spiders indoors. There's so, there's there's a difference though. Like the spiders yeah. that we have are small. Right, because the the big spider is not going to be able to get in the house. Right. So uh, they they will have to find other places to go. The day that I wake up with a spider the size of my hand in my house is the day that I one burn my house down and two probably move farther north because that is unacceptable all right that's where my boundary lies jim (laughs) that's where my boundary is i appreciate your boundaries barb i appreciate you knowing where your boundaries are and letting me know where they are all right anything else going on how was the family christmas Uh, i really didn't hear much about it uh family christmas was good you weren't there that's why you didn't hear much about it that's why it it was good (laughs) I mean, did I say that? I did. <laughs> I did. Uh, no, it was good. It was very, very chill, very low-key. We had a... I was referring to it as a chili cook-off contest. Uh, it okay. was more... It, because I thought that there was going to be like a winner, and I was going for the win. So I was making sure I was positioning myself to get all of the votes. All right. So it was a contest, but nobody else thought it was a contest. Right. I apparently was the only one that thought it was a contest, which also then just made me the winner because I was able to self-proclaim myself as the winner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But so I made a chili, dad made a chili, Joe made a chili, and then all we right. all brought our chilies, and then we ate chili for lunch and dinner on Christmas Eve. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what, what, what was the variety of chilies then? Uh, we and all, how, how did you try to make your chili stand out? Well, Jim, thank you for asking that question, because I'm very proud of the chili that I made. Um, unbeknownst to me, uh, so realistically, I was I was banking on going with what I liked and what I would hope that the niece and the nephew would like. Okay. Because I was like, if I can get the niece and the nephew on my side, A, mom and dad will follow their suit. Yes. Because yeah. they will do anything that the niece and nephew, their, their grandchildren say. Um and then I had just the pure numbers on my side, so it didn't matter uh, anything else. So dad did just a, 
a normal tomato-based chili with beans and stuff. Okay. Uh, Joe did, again, a fairly normal tomato-based chili. There was lots of vegetables in that. There was a lot of corn, a lot of beans. Okay. It All was right. very... Uh, there wasn't a lot of liquid. There was a good amount of liquid in Dad's. All right. So so those were the two. I, I came in with a chili that was a little bit different. Um... I did not have beans in my chili because I do not like beans. Okay. Um, I also, instead of just the ground beef, I used Italian sausage. Unknown to me, that is the niece and nephew's favorite meat. It was literally just the first meat that I grabbed out of the freezer because I was like, I need some form of ground meat. All right. Okay. This is what's coming out. Uh, and then... The, the the really the main focus was and this was what I was going for with like to clinch the win. Yes. I put pasta in my chili. Okay. Because the niece and the nephew like pasta. All right. Um so yeah, so that's what I did. Uh my pasta uh, my pasta. My chili was the spiciest of the three that was there, but it was not too overly spicy. It was still enjoyable. Um it was also the first chili to be the the bowl to be emptied. Well, couldn't you just pull that off by serving it in a small bowl? Uh, I I I mean, yeah, but I had it in my Instapot. <laughs> <laughs> I made chili in my Instapot. All right. So you made a chili with pasta. I made a chili with pasta. I will say I had some friends give me a hard time because they're like, Barb, that's not chili. And I was like, one, I disagree because it is. I have the tomato base. I have the peppers. I have the chili seasonings. I just put extra things in it. And they were like, no, Barb, you have pasta in your chili and you don't have beans in your chili. And I was like, well, that's the kind of chili that I like. So, yeah, uh, Barb, I think you made a hot dish with a uh, chili powder. I disagree, Jim. I disagree. There were no rules. I was not given any, you know, requirements to follow. And I was doing my own take on the uh, Cincinnati chili on the Skyline. So the Skyline chili have oh. pasta? Yeah, skyline chili. That's like you do it the three way. It's a pasta. It's the it's the 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 chili, and then it's a just like a massive handful of cheese right on top. It's so, so far, good. Right there, right there. You showed your hand because you said the skyline chili is pasta, and then chili, and then cheese. You did not say that the chili is the combination of the three ingredients. You, you mix very it explicit. All up. That's how it's served. Right. And that is a dish. That is a dish that has chili in it. It's like um, saying nope. you, you make nope. a chili la, sandwich la, 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 and call la, la, it just chili. La, no, la, it would be a chili la, sandwich. La, 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 la. I'm saying, whoever nope. your friends are who are saying nope. that the thing that you made wasn't chili. Nope. Uh. I'm leaning towards their nope. You know, part of me is like chili. Nope. I'm not. I'm not strict on a chili definition. I don't know what the strict chili definition is. Uh, I don't think you need to have beans to make you it don't. be a chili. You don't. Um, 
but I don't I don't know about your pasta situation. It's that is that's a little sketchy. You're a little sketchy. I'm not going to argue the point. Um, clearly, you are reacting emotionally. <laughs> of course, I am. You're insulting my chili. My it was a winning chili. I am. I am not insulting your dish, Barb. You're your insulting my skills. chili, Jim. Say it, Jim. Say it, Jim. You're insulting my chili. I am questioning the definition of the dish that you chose to prepare. Call it chili, Jim. I'm not. I'm not going to call it chili. You said yourself that you did not know what the definition of chili was. So who's right, to say get, that my definition hold, of chili is Barb, wrong? Barb, I'm going to go to the, the internet. The Merriam-Webster definition. I'm not listening. Of chili, unless Number it agrees one, with me. Is about the chili pepper. Number two is a thick sauce of meat and chilies with the uh, example liked to cover her spaghetti with red chili. I would just like to say, Jim, that that still qualifies my dish as a chili. So call it chili. It was chili. It's all about the peppers, Jim. I had the peppers. All right, Barb. Uh, very early. Do it, Jim. Do it, Jim. Very Say early Google result. People ask, chili. does pasta belong in chili? Yes. See, uh, this is like even this description. The internet the internet agrees even, with me, Jim. No, so Barb, even this webpage that wanted to talk to me about macaroni and chili, they use <laughs> they use this language, <laughs> the very specific language of <gasps> serving chili with noodles is common in Midwestern states like Wisconsin, and the with is like. It it's not. It makes it sound like the uh, the noodles are served with the chili, much like you serve cheese and sour cream with your chili. Sure, you can put some in it, uh, but really, um, it's about serving it with it. I don't follow the a, rules, Jim. As a vehicle, it was a delicious flavored vehicle in my chili. All right. It was, it's Chili Jim. Call it Chili Jim. Just call it Chili Jim. I'm not going to call it Chili. Because it's, it's a, it's a, I'm not, not willing to make that decision right now, Barb. I need, uh, I need to have somebody who's got a little bit more experience uh, in the, in the preparation of the foodstuffs and the processes of making chili, serving chili with pasta, or putting pasta in chili as you cook it. Well, Jim? I, I totally agree with you that you can have chili with pasta. Make a plate of spaghetti, put chili on top of it. Make macaroni, put chili on top of it. I think when you make the pasta in 
the dish that has chili powders. It just cuts out the middleman. You don't have that. You don't have to make the pasta and then make the chili. You just make them together. It cuts out the middle name, middleman. One less step. What if I like a lot of pasta and a little sauce? What if I like a little sauce and a lot of pasta? Then that's what you do. How? They're all mixed together. Oh, I, of course, you want they people are, to Jim. pick. You want people to pick individual noodles out of your Instapot? <laughs> Jim, call it chili. I'll call you chili because it's cold. It's cold where you're at. You're chili. I mean, I do have multiple layers on and I have a blanket within arm's reach. So I will take that. You're chili. Yes. All right, Barb. uh, (laughs) That is not the topic for today. I mean, it could have been. We've got a different topic. We've got an exciting topic. People are chomping at the bit to hear <laughs> our opinions on... On chili? Dead air. Dead air. Dead air. Dead air. Dead air. Dead air. Um, why did you stop talking? I was setting you up to tell me what the topic was. Oh. Because you've not told me what the topic was. This is true. This is a surprise. I tried to make it be another reroute to the chili conversation. <laughs> so you deserved the awkwardness that I presented to you. And I just basked in your awkwardness. So I thank you for that. All right. Barb. Cue it up again for me, Jim. Take two. I don't remember what I said anymore. Just tell us the topic. <laughs> um, so the topic that I uh, would like to talk about as as we, this is, we are still a work from home podcast. Uh, we, we are. We are still in the midst of a panini. Um, we are still both working from home. Uh, yes. So the things that I, the thing that I would like to talk about, Jim, um, Commonly referred to in in some circles as uh, the IOT, the Internet of Things. Okay. Um, what parts of the house are run by smart things, smart uh, types of things? Um, All right. Okay. Yeah, I'm 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 curious because I I'm I'm also uh, I I'll be the first to tell you I did not do any research about this, so I may or may not have things that are considered smart things. Like where where does the definition of smart things draw the line? Okay, uh, you will be shocked to learn I have opinions. I am not shocked to learn in any way, shape, or form that you have opinions that may or may not have been part of the reason that I wanted to talk about this. All right. So, first of all, uh, you started it off correctly. Uh, You said IOT, the Internet of Things, right? So, that's your your basic uh, bottom line definition of when you could say, quote, unquote, things are smart. Uh, do they have access to the internet in some fashion? Not that they have to be always on, um, not that they have to uh, 
send or receive information, both from the internet, uh, just that they do have some sort of connection to the internet available, right? Yes. That Does that seem like a, uh, a reasonable way to, to, to yeah. frame this conversation? Yes. I mean, like, that's how I define kind of like the smart things, the internet of things. Uh, be- because, like, I... I do not have anything that is considered a smart thing other than, like, my phone and my TV, basically. That's a lie. I mean, and, like, my computer. And your doorbell. My ring doorbell, yes. But, like, my door, no. <laughs> I didn't say your door. I said your doorbell. Yeah, so you've got your TV. Uh, you've got your doorbell. Mm-hmm. Um, you've obviously got your computer, you've got your phone. Yep. Yep. Um, do you, do you have any of the speakers? I do not. Um, does your Wi-Fi router, uh, does that have sort of a voice capability? I don't think so. I think I got the one that doesn't have the voice capability cause it was cheaper. Okay. Um, my thermostat is not connected to the internet. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that's, I've, you know, only crazy people have, uh, refrigerators that are online. Um, trying to think if there's anything else that immediately comes to mind. I mean, I don't have any of like the light bulbs or the light switches right, or any of that stuff that's normally tied to speakers. All right. Um, so let me tell you uh, what we've got going on, Barb. Tell me. Um, we have got a thermostat. We have two thermostats. Uh, they are online. Uh, is this a, a, a main level and an upstairs or a main level and a downstairs or an upstairs and a downstairs? This is almost all of the house and then the back room. Okay. The back room is its own zone. Gotcha. Because uh, that was the add-on. So that's where they drew the lines when they constructed the, the, the house. Gotcha. Um, so those things are online. Um, those are not the Google-branded uh, ones um, because I didn't want to have any more Google stuff in the house than I need to have it. But, yeah, uh, they've got the app. They're on the Internet. Um you can tell the house to warm up or cool down when you are away. The app makes it really easy to change the schedule. I think, honestly, like that's the, the real benefit there is that, uh, yes, I've had the schedulable thermostats mm, that are okay. like you have three buttons on the thing and you're like, let me make this be... Higher and lower and like, oh, and now which day and now the the weekend and now like daylight savings time changes the time. And then you're like, can I make it go on at 7 a.m. and off at 9 a.m. and then on at 4 p.m. and then off at 6 p.m. And like trying to do that sort of stuff with a standard thermostat is nearly impossible. Yep. Um, Having a quote-unquote smart thermostat means you've got an app, and that app means you can do all those sorts of of things very easily, Um, and it 
has access to the internet so it knows what time zone you're in and it will take care of that stuff for you. So no, uh, so I have, I do not use it. I have not ever reused it in the like, Oh, I'm coming home. Let me make the house warmer. Cause like that just seems silly. Uh, but definitely the, like just having it be app accessible when we're in the home is, is the key. So now here's my question about that. Yeah. Does that also tell you like if so? Because like here's my only thing is like if the power goes out, do, yeah. Does it still track what the temperature is? So no. Okay. But your thermostat doesn't do that. Uh, okay. Unless you've got an ancient one. Do you have an ancient thermostat? I don't know what I have. I've got a thing. <laughs> I've got a thing, and the last time I had the dudes come to clean and look at my um, radiator, heater, whatever yes. the crap it's called, they were like, "Yeah, this thing is a beast. It's gonna, be, it's gonna. You need to get it looked at like once every five, maybe eight years. It's probably got another like twenty, twenty-five years in it." And I was just like, "Okay." Uh, great. Thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, he's like, yeah, just make sure you're changing the filters when you're supposed to. Um, and it's attached to whatever it's attached to. And he was like, yeah, you'll never be able to have like a fancy nest or whatever because of how old this is. It will never attach to any of that new stuff. And so I was just like, okay, fine. We're okay. All right, Barb. So you're you're having trouble describing what this thing is. If you wanted to change the temperature of your living quarters. <laughs> okay, yes. Do you press a button? Do you turn a dial? I press a button. You press a button. Yes. Does it light up? Is it digital? Yes. Okay. So it runs on electricity. Yes. <laughs> so yes, if the power goes out, your thermostat has no power because your thermostat runs on electricity. I mean, it's got a backup battery too. The backup battery is there so that you don't lose your schedule. I assume it's not going to uh, do much beyond that. See, I guess I figured that the backup battery was there to, like, monitor what the temperature was to continue to tell me. Maybe, but if you've lost power, your uh, heater your probably does not have the capability to create heat for you. So then what's your thermostat doing? Just telling you the temperature inside the house? Yeah. Maybe that happened. I don't, I mean, I don't know. But okay. it's not gonna it's not gonna help you much. Knowing what temperature it's is in the house is I not, mean, not something that is uh the the only the only thing that it would help me is to know that it's not where it's supposed to and that I need to call someone to come and look at my my machine. That's the only thing that it would do. <laughs> but hopefully you would know that uh based on how many layers you have to wear in your house you would say it is it is cold in here here's the thing i don't i don't know i have a lot of times where i'm very i feel like my windows and or sliding door or all, all of the above uh were really crappily put in um all right barb i let me tell you 
one more feature of the smart thermostat that we use. Please do. Are you ready for this? Yes. It is slightly related to your temperature temperature of the house conundrum. Okay. Our thermostats will send us an email if the house has decided that it is too hot or too cold. What? We set limits, and if the thermostats say the house is too hot or the house is too cold, it will send us an email. You're just living in the future. This is extremely useful uh, when you are not working from home and your dogs are at home or cats or whatever animals you might have in your house. And it's that early summer, late spring, when you haven't turned on the air conditioners yet, maybe you have the windows open and you think it's fine, but you don't really know, Uh, being able to get an alert uh, when it reaches 80 degrees in the house so you can uh, appropriately monitor the situation and make sure that any animals in the house are taken care of, uh, that, that is extremely useful. That, you, you're just living in the future. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a world of opportunities out there for you, Barb. Okay. Um, okay. Trying to think, uh, we, ha- we do have a lot of the light bulbs. How do you like the light bulbs? Um, they're all right. Uh, You've got the light bulbs that are attached to the speakers, right? So you can be like... No. No. Oh. No. Oh, so it's like an app where you can be like, turn this light on. Yes. Okay. Again, again, it's like the the internet connected lights. Uh, you have the app. It makes it really easy to have the schedule. Uh, so we have the lights and we're like, hey, lights, uh, when the sun goes down, turn yourselves on. And then the, the apps and the internets are all about knowing what time of the day it is, and they've got a, a pretty good feeling for when it gets dark enough to need to turn on the lights. Okay. Um, so that's nice. Um, you can then do the, like, oh, we're going to watch a movie, so have the lights be very low, and maybe they're a little more uh, blue. Oh, I need to concentrate because I'm doing uh, reading, I'm doing some work. I need the lights to be a little more uh, yellow for concentration. Oh, so they like you can program the colors. Yeah. Oh, so you got real fancy lights. I, they're not that fancy. When we bought them, they were a little bit more fancy. Uh, they are not that fancy right now. Okay, uh, that's kind of right. that's kind of standard. Really, uh, we do we do have some of the lights that are just um, on off. One color as well. Okay. So okay. we've got a mix. Um, the I don't know if it's our lights, the lights that we bought, the way that our house is set up. They don't produce a ton of light. So I, huh. I don't know if that's like a situation of our lamps, where they are, how things work. But yeah, that so that part's a little like... A little weird. Um, okay. Not not a, not uh, not the end of the world okay. for us. Um, and again, that's uh, those are through Philips. Those are the Hue lights. 
So uh, not in any way affiliated with Google. So uh, they do not have speakers. They are their own uh, light ecosystem. Okay. Do you have any robots that are connected to the internet? No. Because would you, um, like the the Roomba and the Roomba-esque items, um, those would be considered smart, right? The ones that are online, yeah. The ones that have a connection to the internet. Not all of them do. There's still a lot of them that are just... uh, Programmed. Yeah, just vacuums that just uh, bonk around the house and and kind of clean up. But yeah, uh, we do have a Google smart speaker and okay. an Amazon smart speaker. Okay. Um, the Google smart speaker has not been taken out of its box. Oh, when did you get this Google? Uh, several years. It was given to us. It was a, a gift. It was a re-gift. So okay. um, the Amazon one... Uh, got taken out of its box uh, because I knew how to crack it open and I knew how to drill out the microphones. Um, so it essentially just became a plug-in Bluetooth speaker, which is what I was looking for. Oh, okay. Um, we also have a... Uh, we've got a plethora... I don't know if plethora is not the right word. We have several of the the TV-ish, smartish things. Mm-hmm. Right, I've got a Amazon Fire TV yeah. uh, little stick yeah. uh, connected to my TV in the basement. Again, I drilled out the microphone on that because uh, I don't need it. I don't trust Amazon. Um, our TiVo has the push-button microphone, and our Apple TV has a push-button microphone. They definitely are inter- internet-connected uh, mm-hmm. television devices. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. So you uh you 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 seem to have uh a commitment to not allowing microphones in your house from Google and or Amazon items. Yes. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? <laughs> Do I need to? <laughs> I think that speaks for itself. Um, obviously, there's no uh, there's no proof uh, that they do anything nefarious with the data that they uh, have. Of course not. Um, the people have come out and said, like, oh, yeah, there's human beings who listen to the requests that you make uh, occasionally to these devices just to, like, verify that the things that they're giving you are correct. Yeah. Right? Not that uh, not that Jeff Bezos is uh, plugged into every microphone and he just has them on and it's just, like, piping into his headphones so he can listen to people, but that... I, I mean, I wish that it would because then he would hopefully hear people talk crap about him. Uh, he doesn't care about that. Maybe, you know... Straighten up and fly straight. He's a bajillionaire. He doesn't care what people think about him. I know. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, just it, it gives me that little bit of sense that I don't have to worry about any anything potentially taking over these uh, pr- 
probably much easier exploited devices. Gotcha. Uh, you know, Apple TV, obviously Apple uh, supports their devices very well uh, for years and years and years. They constantly patch it um, because people pay a premium. Um, the the cheap the cheap Amazon things, the cheap Google things, they produce them real quick, and they are intended to be disposable. You know, in four years, uh, yep. something goes wrong with it, you throw it away. So they're not looking to support those devices five years after they have created them. Yeah. So if there's a security exploit six years after the device has been created, they don't care. They're like, yeah. oh, well, too bad. Uh, you should have replaced it. You should have bought a new one. Mm-hmm. We're, we're six generations past that. It doesn't happen to the new ones. Why didn't you buy a new one? Yeah. So, yeah, so that's, you know, the, the, the basic idea for why um, I don't want... I don't want those. I don't want microphones attached to disposable devices uh, in the house. That makes sense. That makes sense. I uh, and I'm glad that you. Um, I'm glad that you had that thread created through of like the disposable device because I was going to ask you about like your iPhone. We both have iPhones. There yep. are microphones on there. I have an Apple Watch where I will be like, "Hey Siri, set a timer for ten minutes." Um, and, you know, so there are, like, microphones built into those things, but you you explained why, so. Yeah, and again, the Apple uh, devices, you pay a uh, quite a bit more for them. Yep. Uh, they pride themselves on taking privacy seriously. Uh, if you go look up your... Uh, your Amazon or your your Google device, they'd be like, "Oh yeah, we totally privacy, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's a thing we do." Uh, when in reality, you know that they're using that data to sell as many products as possible. Oh, Amazon's 100%. using anything that they get can get. You know, maybe they're not listening to your conversations. But they are a hundred percent listening to everything that you say when you activate the device, and using that information to uh, create as much of a complete profile as they can for you. And Google is the same thing. Yeah. Yes, they may not be listening to your conversation while you are eating dinner, but as soon as you say, "Hey, Google," they will listen to everything that they can, and they will learn everything they can about you. Uh, to maximize their profits based on your life. Ain't that the truth? No, Barb. Yes, Jim. Your TV. Uh, yes, my TV. Is this, is it, it is an internet-connected TV? It is an internet-connected TV because I have such apps like Netflix and Disney um, and uh, uh, Hulu and other things like that on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, who manufactured that TV? Uh, I want to say Samsung. Okay. Is Samsung known for supporting uh, devices? Uh, I have no idea. Does your remote have a microphone? It does, but I don't use it. Okay. 
primarily because I don't know how, because every time I've <laughs> tried to, it's done the wrong thing. So I just have given up attempting to figure it out because it's dumb. So it sounds like it is not a, a high quality piece of uh, equipment. No, not no. Uh, no, it was a Black Friday deal. It was the first kind of big-ish purchase that I made after, Mm -hmm. um, you know, taking a mortgage to my name. And I was like, I would like something bigger than my computer screen to watch my Netflix on. Yeah. And it was, you know, a good thing. Yeah, so that that falls into that realm of... um, consumable electronics again. Yep. Right. Exactly. Cause you've got Netflix, you've got Hulu, you've got your things on it. Uh, but if Netflix ever says, Oh, we, we have this big security update, uh, to our software. Everybody who uses our platform needs to update their, their programs. Right. Samsung uh, is not going to update every television they have ever created. Yep. They are going to create updates for mm, 60% of their televisions. Uh, and it's like, oh, well, you know, you've got the, you've got the other thing. Uh, go ahead and get yourself a Chrome, whatever, a Chrome stick, an Amazon stick, uh, a whatever streaming device. And, uh, you know, just, you can't use Amazon on your TV and you can't use Netflix on your TV anymore. Yeah. Uh, there, there was a weird thing going on with my TV and then it did give me the opportunity to update it and it hasn't happened since. Um, so that was, that's good. Um, so it got better. Yeah. Okay. So it, it, so my TV used to turn itself on. By itself? Yes, by itself. There was a good chunk of time where I was convinced that my cats were just pressing the right button. And I would come home and my TV would be on. And then I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to move the remote control to a spot where they can't get to it to really test this theory. Yes. And then I would still come home and my TV would be on. So I was like, okay, obviously there's... Something going on. Yes. Um, Part of me was almost like, I wonder if someone else either next to me or below me in my condo has the same TV or like the same remote control on the same wavelength kind of situation. Yeah, that's a fairly common uh, television situation. Yeah. Universal remotes are a thing. And then I, I did wonder, I was like... Did I, in some way, shape, or form, mash buttons for at, and and like put a timer on it inadvertently, Ooh. not knowing? Yeah, uh, I did figure out eventually how to check that. There was no timer on it. So, um, about two, three weeks ago, it was like, "Hey, your TV needs to be updated. Let us do this thing." And so I was like, "Okay." And since it's been updated. I have not come home to it bit to being on. Ah, all right. I guess that's good that you yep. got an update, but the fact that it took them two years to 
address the fact that it made your house feel like it was haunted seems like not a great thing. I mean, there were, there, there, uh, yeah, yeah, there, uh, I, the only, (laughs) the only redeeming fact is the fact that I normally keep it on, like, I don't keep it on the TV channel. I keep it on like the app channel. And after you've been on the app channel for like 15 minutes and you don't do anything, it kind of starts doing its, um, like screen savory thing. So I would just come home and it would be like the, you know, the pretty pictures, uh, going through. Maybe doing the Um, screen. Yeah. So I was like, well, I mean, worst case scenario, one, I either have someone breaking into my house to watch my TV or I have a ghost that likes to watch the pretty pictures. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I was just like, well, yeah, we'll figure it out from there. All right, Barb. Uh, we are running out of tape, uh, and I, I, the, I need to get to the elephant, the elephant in the room. <laughs> I'm not sure what this elephant is, but okay. The, the smart doorbell that you have. Oh, yes. That, uh, makes you be a part of the police surveillance system. Ooh, I'm part of the police surveillance system? Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, so immediately, uh, you should be thinking, uh, Jim, put away your tinfoil hat. I, this I is mean, not how I'm, this works. I'm always sort of thinking that, Jim, but there's also a part of me that's kind of like, do I need to go get a tinfoil hat? Um... So yeah, the uh I mean the long and short of it is that you have a doorbell. I do. It has a camera on it. It does. That camera is pointed uh out. Your your camera is like really just pointed at your neighbor's door. Basically uh, because of the way that your your system is. Yeah. Uh, but uh those videos uh that it takes. Mm-hmm. Right, they're uploaded to the internet, right? Because you could, you could be on your computer at work and see what was going on at your doorbell. Absolutely, I can even turn right? on a microphone and listen and or talk to someone that would be at my door. Exactly. Uh, so that stuff's all happening through the internet. The manufacturers of these things. Uh, what do you have? A Nest? A ring? Ring. Is that a Google? No, uh, n- uh, the r- the ring was uh, taken over by Amazon. Okay, so it's the Amazon one. Yep. Um, so basically, um, Amazon and Google and uh, local police are all very, very buddy-buddy when it comes to these devices. Because, of course... Because, of course, uh, it goes so far as to have um, Amazon and Google will sponsor sponsor events for the local police. They will give them free seminars on these devices. They will give them these free devices uh, to to promote them as personal safety uh, gadgetry. I already feel dirty. Yeah. Yeah. so uh let's let's get dirtier. Um mm. Amazon and Google uh will 
basically hand over your personal audio and video recordings that your doorbell has made to any police for basically any reason. I'm not a fan. So, I mean, obviously there are local jurisdictions and some uh, police uh, departments are better than others, but there is a pretty good track record of the police being able to say, hey, uh, we think that there was somebody uh, walking around Barb's apartment complex, Barb's condo association. So can you please just give us all of the audio and video footage uh, for that area for uh, this amount of time? And they're just like, yep, sure, here you go. More or less, yeah. Mm. All right, are you ready to get even dirtier, Barb? <laughs> These uh, large swaths of audio and video that the local police now get access to, uh, they're not going to sit down and watch all of it. Obviously, that is too much work for any uh, amount of humans to do. Mm-hmm. So instead, uh, they will feed it uh, through a series of computer programs, uh, machine learning, all those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And with uh, those things, they will be looking for people. You know, they'd be like, oh, is this person in this area? Mm-hmm. Was this person around here? Look for this person on those video feeds. Um, and sure enough, uh, sometimes they'll find stuff, sometimes they won't. Uh, but uh, through the magic and wonder of technology and machine learning, uh, black and brown people are notoriously misidentified at a insanely higher ratio than lighter-skinned people by these machine learning algorithms. Because guess what? Racism! Well, systemic racism becomes part of it. Uh, but largely these machine learning algorithms are written by white people. Yep. Uh, and so they are based off of information and photographs that they have of white people. Yep. Uh, so they use that as their learning uh, and so then when it's like, oh, this isn't a white person. <laughs> and, and, you know, there's also a, uh, a pretty large portion of just that cameras are not great. No, they're not. Fine levels of contrast. I mean, so no. they're just generally uh, you can make out the features of a white person better with a low contrast camera than you can of a person who has darker skin. Yes. Uh, Jim, this all makes me very unhappy. <laughs> uh, I mean, the, the thing that you do have going for you, Barb, is that your doorbell with the camera, with the microphone, is in a very enclosed area. Very. Right. Yeah. Your your system is not picking up somebody who's running by. 
No. Somebody walks in front of your complex, your your camera is not picking them up because your camera is very much focused on people who are coming to your door. Yeah. And it is not uh, broadcasting a much larger view of the street. No. That's that's really where the the worst of uh, the abuses of these uh, doorbell surveillance systems come into play. Mm-hmm. Uh, when people uh, who have a house that faces a street and yep. your doorbell faces the street. Yep. And your doorbell has footage of every car, yep. of every person who walked by, every bicycle, every delivery person uh, in the neighborhood. You've got footage of it. Yep. Those are the things that the cops really want. Um, those are the things that are are going to be used more than something like what you've got where it's here's here's a a camera view of Barb's neighbor's door. I I mean yeah, basically that's what it is. <sighs> okay, Jim. So now here's here's my follow-up question. All right. Are there any other systems available that do not support the underlying systemic racism that is perpetuated by uh, the overarching general police force? Yes, uh, but those systems, because they are not owned and supported by a large multinational corporation are so expensive that they are unreasonable for any normal human person to want to purchase or maintain. Gotcha. This makes me wonder, uh, so back in the day, I used to work at a uh, mail order sportsman paraphernalia company. Okay. Uh, And one of the things that was a big seller with a lot of our hunters uh, was... um, The deer camera. Yeah, deer cameras. Yep. It makes me wonder if that would be a potential, but I feel like that's probably still connected to either a Google or an Amazon. Um, The deer cameras are... Closer to baby monitors. Ah. I mean, obviously now there are ones that are definitely more internet connected, that are going to be smarter, that are going to uh, alert you to the presence of a deer or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But by and large, uh, the ones that most people buy, the ones that you were selling, um, are are much closer to the baby monitors where it's well the old baby monitors. I think most of the baby monitors now are all on on the internet because people want to be able to check in on their babies while they're at the movie theater when the babysitter is supposed to be watching. Um, but you know the old the old school uh, cheap camera that will broadcast uh, over some shortwave radio of some kind mm-hmm. to a receiver of some kind. Okay. Um, and and you're out you're out in the the bush you're out in the forests you're probably not getting great cell signal so it doesn't make sense for those devices to be internet connected yeah yeah um uh that there's there's the other style that's just a recording device as well okay um where basically you 
And I know about this because I know too many people who love Bigfoot. Uh, But basically, those are you put, you strap a camera to a tree. And when the camera detects motion, it starts to record. Oh. And that is not something you use to, like, figure out necessarily, like, how, where to hunt any particular day, but yeah. it will give you an idea for the deer population. And, you know, you can have several of them and kind of get a feel for yeah, yeah. Uh, what what's happening around you yep. uh, when you're not there. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure uh, any cops uh, would be glad to get footage from one of those deer stands if there was <laughs> somebody running through the forest that they wanted a picture of. Yeah, probably. But because they're not internet connected, um, you basically have to talk to each individual person. You know, you have to be like, oh, who who owns this one? And Uh like, find them. And uh... I mean, it reminds me. Okay, there was a TV show. Um, I'm trying to see if I can find it. Okay. Um. And it was a, it was a person of interest. That's what it's called. Person of interest. Mm. And it was basically like, I don't know if you ever watched it, but basically it's like this AI, which yeah. is um, constantly looking and uh, find it like, it's all about like pattern recognition and stuff like that. And it's this software that's sort of becoming sentient. I think at some point in time, it was sort of getting to that. Um, but then like, there's this FBI guy and like the, one of the two creators of this software are coming together to like help people and stuff like that. So, um, I I I knew of this show, but I had no clue that it was uh, basically a Terminator uh, situation. It was a Terminator, but the Terminator's good and trying to save people, <laughs> not destroy them. Um, but like one of the things that always struck me is that like it would have all of these surveillance and like it would be able to like follow these people uh, from like, oh, well, this surveillance camera over here and then this ATM camera that they walk past and then this other camera. And it like the, yeah. The, yeah. the AI was specifically able to like hack in and get all of this information so they could track where the bad guys were going. Um Yeah. So, like, when you were talking about that, that made me, that reminded me of that TV show. Yeah, so there's, uh, I mean, there was the, which was a Batman movie uh, where he uh, used everybody's cell phones, made, like, bat sonar out of the whole world's cell phones, which is, like, just a weird thing. What? Um, I don't remember that. Okay, well, Barb needs to go watch some Batman movies. Apparently. I think it was the second one, the second of the Christian Bales. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, that stuff, like, there's the uh, there's a video surveillance true crime show uh, where it, it sounds like that person of interest show, but they're, like, the cops are like, oh, yeah, so... Uh, we knew this person was at this gas station. Uh, so we went to the gas station 
and we asked for their tapes uh, from this day, and they gave us our tapes, uh, and we were able to see them. And then we think they went to this ATM, and so that ATM gave us their tapes. And then we think they went to this hotel, uh, but that hotel didn't have tapes for that day. And then they went to this place, and they have, like, street surveillance, but their cameras really suck. So we don't know if this was that person or not, but it could have been. <sighs> that is a much more accurate version of the uh, collecting footage from uh, various private sources. Because uh, okay. that is... Not all just readily available on the internet for the most part. Those places are still home sourcing their surveillance and... It's closed circuit. Well, speaking of tapes, Jim. Are we running out of it? How are ours doing? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bar, we gotta wrap this up. But I do have a text message. Oh, oh, I get, we've, got, we've got voicemail. Audience, audience participation. Yes. Um, this is this is from December sixth, a month and a day ago. <laughs> this was the last the last particip- audience participation. Um, I believe okay. this was the day we were leaving or on the road. On the road. I'm not okay. sure. Um uh, but this is what it says. Just listening to your podcast about taste tests. Your first place brownie was Camille. Which was your second, third, and fourth? D. With quotations around it, which I assume is dad. Uh, I mean, yes, it is dad because it's his telephone number. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. I Obviously, Camille was first place. Yep. I, I think if... It, if I had to go back and listen, I could, like, figure out where I was thinking. I th- was it the Duncan Hines that was the one that was grainy? Uh, yeah, I think so. I feel like Duncan Hines was the one that was just grainy, and, and that one was a last place. Um, I think the the two in the middle were extremely similar. Yeah. Uh, one had a little bit more of the flaky top uh, that uh, Which Barb, we know you love. Uh, I've got a soft spot for that weird yes, flaky top. Yes, you do. Uh, and I think that would have put put it over. I think you probably could have achieved both of that the flaky top from both of those brownies mm-hmm. if you did not follow the cooking instructions as precisely as Camille did. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to say that there they were an even tie in the middle with Duncan Hines at the bottom. So I'm I'm going to say that I feel like for me Duncan was second because I oh. I kind of liked that grainy texture. Barb likes to eat sand. <laughs> as long as it's delicious tasty chocolate <laughs> sand apparently. Okay. Uh but yeah, like I I I yeah, so I would say that's probably my second and then the other two like you said were very similar so I would put them just sort of at like tied for a third fourth. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That that was that was the last thing uh the only other announcement that I would like to make Jim since I have your undivided attention. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Play it on me, Bar. What do you want to say? What do you want to tell me? My birthday's in 11 days. Uh, 
I love my birthday. All right, listening audience, uh, Barb's birthday's coming up. So if you want to call and leave us a birthday (gasps) voicemail. Oh, my God. I would love it. What number would they call? Um, it's in the show notes for sure. But, but, um, 402-913-0054. And if they just wanted to send us an email, you know, maybe they Uh, want to record, record a a message on their computer or phone and, and email it to us. Uh, if, if for instance, we didn't have a phone number, um, like other podcasts don't, um, if we didn't have a phone number and only had an email address of Jim and Barb work from home at gmail.com, that would be something that they could do. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, call us, text us, email tell us. Me, tell me happy birthday. Tell, it would make me so happy. Tell Barb happy birthday. It, yeah. Do not sing. We will not accept any singing. Uh, yes, we will. No. I love singing. No. Yes. No singing. Yes, singing. Unfortunately, Barb has access to all of the inboxes, so... Yep. Uh, she probably is going to overrule me. But... Feel free to call and sing. Or if you'd like to please Jim, you can call and or you can just <laughs> send a text or leave a normal greeting. Yeah. How do we end this podcast? I forgot. Um. Oh. Uh. He's Jim. And she's Barb. Bye. Bye.